Welcome to Yes Mother, the podcast about the A&E show Bates Motel. Today we are reviewing the season three, episode six or seven. seven. Episode seven, The Last Supper. I'm Emily. fine episode by fine i mean maybe the best ever oh yeah best ever yeah i said maybe the best ever wow i don't know yet we'll see usually my um the way i think about it changes a little bit after we talk about it (laughs) usually gets (laughs) a lot better i mean i love them but then it's like oh yeah that was so great (laughs) yeah yeah know what you mean Yep, no, this was a great one. So, all right. Since we've chit-chatted for like an hour, should we uh, just get right into feedback? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Um, so, a few days ago, we got an email from someone named Candy. And it just, the subject says, general praise. And she says, hey, Em and Sue. I've been lurking and listening from your first podcast and enjoy y'all so much. And she includes a picture of her dog. She says, this is my dog, Drusilla. (laughs) I think we, she might be listening to the Buffy stuff too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And my daughter may in the background, as you can see in the photo, Drew is fond of sophisticated animals. (laughs) Her dog's got like a stuffed animal dog toy of a duck. Similar to the one that Dad's dog likes. And Lola has one very similar to that. Yeah. Uh, she says, I'm listening to every episode and hope to contribute more in the future. Thank you. Well, thanks, Candy. We hope to hear from you. Thanks, Candy. And Drusilla is adorable. She looks like a um, <clears throat> either like a liver lab or like a Weimaraner or Weimar, something. Weimar or, yeah, or like a chocolate lab or something. Yep. Cute dog. Cute Yep. So, so yeah. Thanks. If you if you send us some feedback about the show, we'll get you a room. Yeah, we're even dog friendly because. Oh hell yeah! Cleaning up virtual dog hair and dog poo is no big deal. <laughs> well, they can clean up the poo. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not cleaning up other people's dogs. <laughs> Even virtual ones. Because when it's a virtual one, you can just go clean. Yep, true. <laughs> it's just the principle. <laughs> or we can hire someone out. I think Chick is busy with running. We'll give it to Rauf. And... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he leaves a closet once a day. <laughs> if you don't follow our Facebook, Rauf is in the closet of the B&B and we bring them out when needed. <laughs> yep. And apparently some people think that's creepy. Our sister thinks that's weird. 
kind of place are you running? <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. And I gave her the brain shush. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> All right. Okay. So our first, our first comment card came from Becca. And by the way, it came in before Bates Motel even aired. <laughs> For me. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wow, she's on top of it and I can't look. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not an episode of Bates Motel until you yell, oh, Norman, no, at least once. <laughs> anyway, here are some random thoughts. One, we all go a little mad sometimes. She said the thing. Okay, let's discuss this for a second. I love more than I can even say that Norma said that to him, comforting him Mm -hmm. in a time of comfort. I just feel like that just made so much sense, and that was so brilliant because now, you know, you think of Norman Bates, psycho, Alfred Hitchcock, Norman Bates, and you think, you know, he goes back to a place where his mom comfort him with that saying and he's probably just thought it over and over in his mind to comfort himself yeah through the years i loved it it was a very mom thing to say you know yeah and it's it's just something i never you know thought well that'd be cool if it like was norma that eventually ended up saying it to him you know or something it just never occurred to me so when it happened i was like perfect yep yep and yeah, and she did Bravo. go a little bit mad, and she had a good point, you know. Mm-hmm. His crazy is a little more crazy, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> it made him feel better. <laughs> um, number two, a dilemma for Eva. Number three, I wonder why they recast Emma's dad. I've seen this new one as a bad guy too many times, so it threw me for a loop. I didn't notice they recast him, although he seemed a little more intense. <laughs> but I maybe stressed. Yeah, I kept going. Okay, this isn't the same guy, or is it? And he's just bald now. Like lost a little weight and buffed up a little bit, and is you know. Yeah, I just I can't even picture him. We only see him like maybe twice. <laughs> maybe twice, but he just seemed a lot softer. Is the way I'd put it. I don't know. This guy did seem pretty intense. Yeah, I'm guessing. I mean, if you throw out the fact that it's just a new author and he's interpreting Emma's dad in a different way or whatever he's doing. Right. Um, we'll just say, you know, canon-wise for the show, he's there's there's obviously been some new developments with Emma and they've gotten bad news from the doctor. She said as much. So... We can just say that he's super stressed now. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So he's become stressed. Yep. There. Justified. (laughs) (laughs) And lost a little weight and whatever. Yep. And they probably just didn't expect anyone to remember her dad from before. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So we just barely saw him. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so I'm guessing they recast him because it was a bit part and that guy was too busy and they were like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yep, exactly. I'm sure there was not a real big reason other than something like that. 
for Norma's blase attitude about going AWOL cracked me up. Me too. Yes, I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Like she did it all the time. Like she just went to the grocery store or something. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was great. Well, yeah. You know, she obviously was over it, and so she wanted everyone else to be over it. Exactly. (laughs) To just sweep it right under the rug (laughs) with all the axe murderers and force. But now she's stuck with that car and she hates it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was fantastic. She's gonna do. She's got to do something about that car soon. Sweep it under the rug with all the axe murderers. (laughs) (laughs) Nice callback to last season. Anytime I can call that speech back, I will. (laughs) That's in my top, still, it's in my top five favorite base motel moments. After season five, we're going to have to do a top ten moments. Oh, for sure. That'll be fun. All right. Um, Number five, finally, some Romero backstory. Yes. Yeah. Six, I guess sometimes Norman Bates just has to choke bitch. (laughs) yep (laughs) Um, seven I think the thing that bothered me most in this episode was that Norman didn't use any gloves while dissecting his sophisticated animal gross (laughs) that was really gross I didn't even notice so what's my problem Um, eight. Somehow, I don't think $20,000 is enough to get someone a lung transplant, let alone enough to move someone's name up a list. But I'll go with it. Yeah, that was a surprisingly low number. When he was going to say a number, my mind was going to like more like 200000 Right. And that doesn't seem legitimate that in an actual hospital you could do that. Black market, yes. <laughs> I don't know. It would, I don't know. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. Luckily, blessedly, I've never had to explore that world (laughs) in my personal life. People cried foul when David Crosby got his liver transplant. Oh, that's right. They were well, and plus a little controversial. People were saying that he paid to get his name moved up, and people were pissed because he damaged it with drugs and alcohol. And there were people with like legitimate liver things that were born with, you know. Exactly. I can't remember how they justified it, but they they did somehow. But we all know it was probably money. Oh yeah. And I don't it's think fake. the money the twenty thousand was paying for the transplant is just paying to get her name up on the list. They probably have insurance for the transplant, right? Right. Right. Yeah. That just still seemed low. It still seems low, but I don't know, maybe it's a small hospital. I don't know. I don't know. I think just again for canon's sake, I think it was a number that was doable, doable. for Dylan. <laughs> Quite coincidental that that's about how much Chick is paying for this right. run. Yep. Great. So yeah, we're going with it too. Yep. Whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a fictional show. <laughs> Uh, nine, Romero thinks Norma is beautiful. Squeak! <laughs> <laughs> I bet even Sue squeed at that one. I kind of did. <laughs> um, ten, am I the only one who wished that most of the episode was the awkward family dinner? I enjoyed everything else, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I 
could have done more family dinner. I could have seen more of the dinner for sure. And I have more thoughts on it, but I think I'll save it for that time. (laughs) 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 Becca. (laughs) Thank you, Becca. Thanks, Becca. Um, The next comic card is from Anna. She says, hi, Sue and M. I'm a couple episodes behind on the podcast, but I'm still going to send this because it was such a good episode. I actually found myself laughing out loud. The last time I laughed that hard during a Bates episode was when Norma yelled at Gunner for smoking a joint outside the motel. So it was a welcome occurrence. (laughs) Norman's sass this episode was truly on point, and I swear to God I want to find ways to use some of his quotes in my daily life. Freddie should win an award just for his delivery of... Yes, Mother, here I come, following after you in a very masculine and attractive way. (laughs) (laughs) Did you notice? I'm pretty sure that's the first time he's ever said yes, Mother. I was wondering that, too. I noticed that he said that, and I was like, ah, he's probably said it before, but it was very... Well, I've had my ears out for ever since we named it Yes, Mother, because I'm like, we need a (laughs) soundbite. Now we have one. (laughs) Yes, Mother. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, because when I, I think I came up with it. Just when we were trying to think of podcast names. Right. And I thought for sure he, like, said it all the time when I <laughs> said it. We should call it that. And then I start watching again, and I'm like, hey, he doesn't ever say it. <laughs> I mean, it still totally fits. Yeah. I remember we knew we wanted mother in the name. And when you said, how about yes, mother, I was like, oh, yes, that's it. <laughs> Even if he doesn't say it, it works. <laughs> yep. Because in his mind, it's all yes, mother. It's a sentiment he's always saying in his head. Yes, mother. Right. <laughs> yes, mother. Um, and she says, and his response when he answered Norma's phone, she's here. She's waddling through the gravel as we speak. <laughs> he had no chill, and I was so here for it. <laughs> waddling? <laughs> says this episode raised such conflicting feelings for me overall it felt like such a nice break from the stress of the last couple episodes but at the same time norman all but admitted he wanted to sleep with norma and attempted to strangle a man in his basement so (laughs) (laughs) speaking of that strangling business i realized that this really represented a shift for norman it's the first time he's really been aggressive about expressing his distaste of one of norma's men With Shelby, he was very passive-aggressive, but it didn't go much farther than that. With James, he was just full-on aggressive, and I'm not going to lie, as terrifying as it was, I was kind of rooting for him. (laughs) 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 There's something off about James for me. The way he got so aggressive with Norman was not professional and really possessive and freaky. I did not like it. Oh, man, I've got a lot to say about old James. (laughs) I do not like him. Yep. He's going to get an earful from me (laughs) in a few minutes. I have a feeling I know what you're going to talk about. (laughs) I do have to say, though, I love, love, love the singing. Norma singing in an episode is such a rare gift, so I was overjoyed. That ending made me... Caleb kind of ruined it, though. Um, That's Um, my little two cents. (laughs) Yeah. The ending made me so scared. The fact that they played the song that Norma was singing at the piano as Norman sat there in the dark stroking his mother. What is this finale going to be? Hope I can survive. XO, Anna, room number four. You're going to survive, Anna, but uh, who knows who else will. (laughs) 
Vera will, because Vera's not leaving the show. No. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yep. Okay, we'll just... Let's just address that right now. That was the creepiest Norman there ever was. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, that... That was really intimate. (laughs) (laughs) My note says, please, please tell me you are in blackout mode. Please. (laughs) It makes it marginally better. True. I don't think but he you was. Couldn't really tell. I don't think he was either. I don't either. think he was. Something really scared inside of me said he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I uh yeah, it's disturbing the way he was. And it and it was like her like her hip and upper leg and, and bum and Oh, it was it was ass. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Or if I hashtagged it on Twitter, that was Mama Booty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was disturbing. I don't know. I'm scared. It it all hinges on whether he was in blackout mode or not. <sighs> I don't know. They were playing that song in the background the whole time. Yeah, and he was kind of... I had such trouble yesterday with my internet last night trying to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. It kept just, I don't know, my internet kept going in and out, so cross your fingers for this recording. <laughs> All seems well this morning. But... I checked mine. Mine's recording. Okay. Well, I don't mean about the recording, just that we don't drop the call or something. Oh, gotcha. It really was, internet was just gone for like minutes at a time, and then it'd just come back. Oh, that sucks. Um, anyways, I I really, I kept trying to go back so I could see if he's like sleeping and then his eyes like creepily open or if he just looks like he's just laying awake thinking about stuff. I think he was laying awake thinking about it. I don't, I don't think we see his eyes open. I think his eyes are open from the beginning, but he, he does kind of have that blank look on his face, but kind of not, I'm going to go with not a trance. Yeah, not a trance, but I won't be super surprised if they say, if it comes. I don't know if they ever address it again. Right. I I don't know. I could go either way, but I kind of got the creepy feeling it wasn't a trance. I don't think it was. And if it wasn't a trance and he just walked in there and kind of touched her cheek or something, he could have gotten way more away with it than touching her butt. (laughs) Yep. Caressing her butt. I will use the word caress. (laughs) 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 Yep. Yep. Trans or not, it was creepy. Mm. Yep. All right. Well, thanks. Anna. Was that Anna's? Yes. Anna, room four. All right. And then we go to Harold's email. He says, I'm real busy, so I'm just sending in a quick comment card for The Last Supper. This episode reminded me a little bit of the half-season finales in the final seasons of The Sopranos and Breaking Bad, where everyone would gather to have a family get-together for last time before it all fell to pieces. 
Oops, forgot to say spoiler alert. <laughs> Except that this was episode seven of season three. I think that was innocuous enough to I think so. not worry about it. No. <laughs> um, I think things are going to get crazy from here on out. Yeah, I had that. I mean, oh, it's hard not to have that feeling when Norma's like, Norma's all I ever a... wanted was for the family to get together yep. and have nice dinners. <laughs> yep. As soon as Norma's happy and happy with how things are going. <laughs> <laughs> Is Joss Whedon writing this? I know. <laughs> <laughs> nope, lots of shows. Walking Dead does that too, sometimes, you know. Yeah. As no. Soon as they all feel safe. <laughs> right. It's uh it's just how it works. <laughs> yep. So I agree. Drama. The next three Yeah. Things are gonna get crazy. And of course the next one's called the pit. How could it not be? <laughs> that is like one of the most anonymous names of a episode there could be it's not going to be like a pit in one of Norma's pies <laughs> nope <laughs> I don't think they're talking about a cherry pit <laughs> it's an episode where Norman cracks his tooth <laughs> oh the madcap things that could happen <laughs> I don't think Carrie and Carlton would just derail the momentum <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, okay. It is now time to start a pool of whom Norman is going to kill first. If she wasn't played by Vera Farmiga, Norma would be a good bet. Is Norman actually about to sexually assault his mother? Um, I think he already kind of did. Some... <laughs> I think that counts. <laughs> in some circles, you could call it that. <laughs> if that was like co-workers in an office yes <laughs> um then he says caleb's another likely suspect except that i think he is about to go out of town for chick unless norman gets him as he is leaving did i say norman 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 okay then everyone would think caleb got killed by someone who wants the guns that's good for it that, I mean, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dylan is also asking for it in Norman's eyes for letting Caleb hang around and for his interest in Emma. But my money is on Boring Professor because he is Boring Professor after all. <laughs> then he says that scene with Norman and Boring Professor is my highlight scene of the season so far. Can't wait till next week, Harold. All right, so let's make our guesses on who goes next. Oh, man. I'm going Professor. Yeah, me too. I, I like the idea of um, well, he he put into mind, and I think I had that in mind also um, watching it, that maybe, maybe Caleb is going to make the gesture now that he's met Emma and he is trying so hard to be in Dylan's graces. Mm. <laughs> and he absolutely refused, which refused Dylan taking that job, which... Right caused me to bristle i don't know about you totally <laughs> and i don't it didn't seem to make dylan bristle he seemed to be like oh my dad cares about oh, me i was like what kind of right do you have i know we'll get into it <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just wondering if he makes a gesture of doing the gun run for dylan mm -hmm. and that's why he totally told him you're not doing it and then maybe he dies doing it which would be cool <laughs> me 
maybe. That's one little theory I have. Yeah, I, I'm guessing, I'm thinking that both the professor and Caleb are going to die by the end of this season. Yeah. I think that's very possible. Yeah. Um, I think the professor definitely at the hands of Norman. Caleb probably at the hands of Norman, but possibly on this gun run. Yeah. Dylan is asking for it, but we're not there yet. I don't think so. No. I mean, really, I, I agree with Harold that really anyone could go except for Norma. And Romero, I would add him. Yeah. I no, mean, they've got plans for Romero. They got plans for <laughs> no Normero. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> so. Um, here, I, I also need to throw in here that we were told time and time again that Bradley's coming back. Oh, that's true. What is the deal? Yeah. She could be part of the whole... The whole storm that happens <laughs> in the next few episodes. I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm intensely curious about that. I'm intensely curious about the Bradley thing. And where's my Bip and Radiohead song? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to bring Bradley in. Maybe, maybe she comes back just right when Emma and Dylan are getting together and now he's got to choose between the two of his brother's ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd choose Bradley in a second. You think Dylan would? Oh, no. I thought you meant Norman. His brother's. Oh, yeah. He, he was like, well, they're not quite his ex-girlfriends, but they both kind of had a thing for him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They are both his brother's ex <laughs> Yeah, saying Dylan's choosing between the two. That's pretty funny that the older brother would... I know. I don't think that happens too much in real life. I don't think so. But maybe... Maybe Dylan and Emma do get together and Bradley comes back and she and Norman and they're all happy. Yeah. They could even double date. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they go on weird, <laughs> awkward double dates. <laughs> we don't even need to watch it. Nope. We got... <laughs> We got it. Done. <laughs> we don't need to watch the next three episodes. <laughs> we know the professor dies. Bradley comes back, gets together with Norman. Norman gets together with Dylan. Sheriff and Romero and Norman gets together. And end scene. <laughs> and, and everyone lives happily ever after. <laughs> and credits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Harold. Sorry you're busy. Thanks for sending in a comment card, though. Yeah, thank you for taking that time. That can yep. be taxing once in a while. So we appreciate it. Yep. Um, okay, so next we have a comment card from Matt A. He says, we all go a little mad sometimes. Truth. I went mad just yesterday, but only a little. <laughs> 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 By the way, I am sending you this email in a very masculine and attractive way. <laughs> no doubt, Matt. We have no doubts. <laughs> Are you also holding your mother's purse while you're doing it? Um, <laughs> he says, how is Romero going to delete the security footage from the parking garage? Certainly there is a camera. 
also characters on TV shows, stop going into parking garages. <laughs> That's true. Here's what you need to do, Matt. When you think about the security footage in the parking garage, just go, shh. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <Yep. laughs> it takes care of everything. Um, <laughs> he says, if my name was Gunner, I'd be pretty offended by the crack that my name is stupid. <laughs> Fortunately, my name is Thaddeus Ignatius Humperdinck, which is not stupid at all. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Not stupid. (laughs) Yeah. um, I think Gunner got that just because Romero knows who he is and he's like, oh, that little kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was such a lovely little thing between Norman. Romero, though, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> he says, Norman, stop being gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 21st century. A woman can be as sexually adventurous as she wants to be without being shamed as a slut. That is your mother you're talking about, you little brat. <laughs> Norman, bring it up the slut, Jamie. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> He says, my reaction to bearded professor dude asking Norman, do you want to sleep with her? Was, oh, good God. And then I gagged on my lunch a bit. <laughs> that was pretty, yep. <laughs> do you really want to open that can of worms, <laughs> I professor? Know, I know. <laughs> I can tell you right now you don't. <laughs> then he says, I picked you some flowers. I remembered you like them. Do you know what else I like? Not being raped by my own brother. (laughs) (laughs) Caleb, go away. Go the bip away. Ugh. He's coming inside. Worst dinner ever. (laughs) Norman, tucking your napkin in in your collar is neither masculine nor attractive. (laughs) Seriously. I loved it. (laughs) He's so weird. (laughs) Norman is such an old man. Not like he was in a tux so he had to like go to a premiere or something after the dinner anyway. <laughs> Didn't have on his manager's blazer. That napkin in that was so awesome. <laughs> I know. I love little touches like that. Me too. Massive <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my peeps at the B and B. Stay sane, Matt from the Arizona Territories. thanks matt thanks matt (laughs) all right we got iggy good morning sue and emily tie for the follow on twitter (laughs) (laughs) that means thank you (laughs) and you're welcome iggy i try and follow to remember to follow our um our regular writers in on Twitter when I notice that it's you and everything. And I just noticed today that we haven't followed you. So you're welcome. (laughs) Woke up and saw the notification. All smiles. I did finish watching the fall on Netflix. Great show. Nail biting towards the end. And I saw unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I swear I couldn't stop until it was finished. Very funny show and too cute. Thank you for the recommendations. You're welcome. And I probably should have written that. I mean, read that on the what. We've been watching. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> 
Here is a list of my comments for tonight's episode, The Last Supper. Although, from the preview of the next episode, The Pit, it looks like Annoying Professor gets a little dirty. (laughs) Yep, I saw that. I saw that too. (laughs) One, the dilemma was in full swing, complete with Daddy embarrassing Emma in front of Dylan. (laughs) Did you read her blog post? Mm -mm. Um, Two, Norman was the spoiled brat today at at the hundredth degree. I don't particularly like this Norman. Norman might write Norma might right hook him like Dylan did last week. Hashtag knockout. Yeah, he was back to um you need a little punch in the face. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> back and forth. Um did the note say sheriff with an EF at the end? At first glance. I am with you, Iggy. I sat and stared at that note. When I posted it on Facebook mm-hmm. from the previews, the screenshot, I kept looking and looking at my screenshot thinking, I swear he misspelled Sheriff, but Sheriff Romero is incapable of misspelling, misspelling Sheriff, right? You, you would think <laughs> you would know how to spell your occupation. Right. I mean, <laughs> I... Uh, I'm not... I don't know his spelling habits. But if he's even if he's a terrible share, share, sorry, even if he's a terrible speller, you should be able to know your occupations. <laughs> you can at least spell that. So it just, I think the note just it looked like an E. But I totally am with you. I just, I thought it was just me. Uh, four. When Norma goes missing for more than four hours, it means she may be dead. <laughs> I guess that's the size of it. Five, Emma's place is taxidermy heaven. I don't understand her dad's accent. It made his plea for the money he needed for her transplant sound kind of shady. He is a creepy looking dude. So this guy plays bad guys a lot. Is this... I guess so. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I mean, he looked, I don't know. It seems like I've seen him before, but. I'm I sure. I I'd probably have to. Try and figure it out. Mm-mm. Um, Interesting thought to me that, um. I don't know. I, I, I'm I buying that he's a very, very concerned father. I don't think he'd exploit her boyfriend for money. For his own gain. Oh, no. I don't think that's it at all. I don't think he's shady. I think you're right. I think, I mean... I think you're getting that vibe, Iggy. Because this is a guy whose wife left him to care for their sick daughter. And now the sick daughter that he obviously just loves so much is declining in health yeah you know she's you know she's 18 or so now and she has already knows that her life is going to be cut short and now it seems like it's going to be cut even shorter than they thought and that would freak any parent out that would freak anybody out you know right so no he's not just trying to get twenty thousand dollars Nope. I think you're projecting because maybe you've seen him as a bad guy. <laughs> well, and isn't Iggy the one that mentioned that the guys in Sons of Anarchy, like the original guys, are from Ireland? And it reminded her of that. Didn't she say that? Someone posted that on Facebook. Yeah, she did. And I didn't. Was that what she meant? SOA is Sons of Anarchy. It's nothing else. Right. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. I mean, that was my first thought, but then I thought. 
I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't seen the show. I know very little about it, but I really didn't think it was an Irish show. <laughs> right. No. It's not. It's not an Irish show, but she's right. The there is a motorcycle Irish gang story. in Belfast that are really bad guys. Huh. In the show. Uh huh. Okay. I don't know. I was just all confused about that. <laughs> I, my brain went. Shh. <laughs> I knew what she was saying. I just didn't. Uh, it's been a crazy week. I just didn't comment on it. So now I am. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, six. Gunner is coming down from his high. Romero was a buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, seven, no wonder that noise I hear at the B&B sounds like someone cooking in the kitchen. Everybody does it in the middle of the night. Said no one ever. <laughs> that was so funny, her explanation. Oh, my gosh. And my brain started thinking, I would love, I love thinking of Norma, like, lying awake at four in the morning thinking, I could really go for some waffles. <laughs> If anyone is cooking breakfast in the wee hours, it's not me. So, yes, it's Norman at the B&B. Yep. <laughs> or me. it could be Norman. Norma. Norman with the parentheses on the end. <laughs> 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 Who knows? <laughs> but it won't be me. I will be in bed. <clears throat> because I'm not a big middle-of-the-night breakfast person. <laughs> I don't think I've ever... Thought that in the middle of the night. Uh, nope. <laughs> but it comforted Norma when she tried to explain away her son's scary behavior. Oh yeah, in my notes I wrote that scene. I call Norma's brain going. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> she even put her head in her, her hands around her face. <laughs> that was like trying to channel the shush. <laughs> in there <laughs> that's the thing I need to do every time I say shush okay chick appeared and had the funniest line after FICA and social security <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I love chick <laughs> my standout line of chicks was <laughs> when I got out of the hospital <laughs> I know <laughs> throw away like everyone knows, you know, when I got out of the hospital. Yeah, and I'm sure it wasn't for, like, a appendectomy surgery. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I love that. And it works. It fits so well. It's like, yes. Yep. Got a little chick backstory in, like, three words. <laughs> And all we really needed. <laughs> we don't need any more explanation. <laughs> it just fell into place real easy. Like, <laughs> But yes, the FICA and Social Security was amazing. Yep. <laughs> Uh, nine. Damn! Norman went full psycho on annoying professor. For a second, I thought he would pass out, and then the next shot would be him taxidermied. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting up taxidermied. <laughs> Ready for dinner. <laughs> it's like, there is a 
lot of off camera things going on. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure the professor isn't a candidate for taxidermy. I don't think Norman wants to keep him around. (laughs) No, the taxidermy has a loving air to it. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be uh, thrown in the dumpster. Or in the uh, the pond, I guess. It's more Norman style. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Whatever that thing is. The lake. Um, where are we at? Oh, 10. We all go mad sometimes. <laughs> Indeed we do. 11. Aw, Dylan is amazing. That was sweet for Emma to say. Dilemma forever. There's a clip on A&E website named Dilemma that is super cute and worth watching. Did you watch that, Sue? I didn't. I didn't notice it. it. It's super cute. I'll try it. It's hard to tag A&E. Their videos, they keep them close to the chest. (laughs) Oh, I'll get on and watch it when we're done with this. If I can get it on Facebook, I will. But like I said, I've run into problems there. They're a lot easier to tweet, actually. Twelve, my favorite scene was with Norma and Romero. The dynamic is great. They make you think it could be real life. Question. So, Romero's dad put the mom's name as a contributor in the drug trade, but was that how he was making money, and did Romero unknowingly benefit from that? All right, my two cents. Since his father's in prison, he cannot have a bank account getting drug money put into it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Correct? So, he uses his dead wife's name in probably some offshore account. and Yeah, they're Swiss bank accounts. Yes, Swiss, okay. So... He made it sound like he would, and I guess because that would, you know, his dad's in jail, and so maybe he is. Who knows what he's in jail for? It sounds like he was a crooked cop, correct? Right. Who knows how long he's been in jail? Who knows if he's going to be in there? He's a lifer or not. Um, either way, I don't know what happens to, like, Swiss bank account money when the person dies. But I'd imagine if it can be tied to Romero, he would inherit in it. Inherit it. I don't know how that works. I don't. I don't know. It's a trust. <laughs> it's a trust set up in her name, and I okay. I don't think Romero's benefiting from it. I think he's not now. I, I think the other people are. Yeah, I guarantee you, he's not now. I'm thinking more of the future, as a son of some sort of inheritance thing after his father dies. It depends on who his dad names as the trustees. Which the way he spoke. Mm-hmm. sounded like he would name Romero because he kind of was like, hey, I'm doing you a favor, right? I don't know. I don't – what his dad – to me, what his dad was saying, because he did say he goes, that trust is making a lot of money for a lot of people. I, I don't think he was including Romero. I really oh, don't. really? I really don't. I guess I missed that. Maybe I'm thinking about Bob because Bob was like, yeah, see, you're welcome. <laughs> Now you're going to help me out because this is, you know, good money in your name. Didn't what do you make of the Bob Paris stuff? I don't know. I just don't understand embezzling and things like this. I just I don't understand how it works, to be honest. (laughs) I've never done it before. Neither. (laughs) (laughs) So I've seen some movies with it, but it still is. It's always confusing to me, even when a movie is only about that. I'm still kind of lost. (laughs) Right. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I don't know. Maybe Harold, being a lawyer, I imagine he's got some sort of 
he's probably taken classes in this kind of law. Yeah, Harold. Maybe um, you could you explain a light. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe the show will in the next couple episodes. I get the idea Romero doesn't benefit, and he's just really mad that his dad used his mother's name as the name on the trust. Cause... Right. Well, obviously that was a huge slap in the face because... Right. I think his dad set it up after she died. What's that? I think his dad set it up after she died. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, Romero blames his father fully for his mother's suicide. Right. How old do we take Romero for? I'm saying early 40s. I say early early 40s. So if it's been 22 years, he was probably like 17. Oh, really? I was thinking more. Well, yeah, maybe like 20, 20-ish in his twenty early 20s. Yeah, 20, 21, 22. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll explain it more, the significance Hopefully. and what's going on. But I get the feeling, though, that the show really likes to keep him mysterious. But maybe I'm projecting his lost persona. <laughs> <laughs> He's 400 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so his dad sounded, what, Irish? Uh-huh. Do you think his mom was too? Maybe. I just found that interesting. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I always took him for, like, Italian or something. Yeah, he totally, Romero and I know. his dark pictures. Yeah. Maybe his mom's Italian. Maybe. I don't know, is Romero a... Yeah, it's got to be. It's like Rome, right? It's got to be Italian. It's got to be, yeah. But that, but that would be his dad's name, though. Oh, duh. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've got a neighbor that the husband took her name. But that probably didn't happen that long ago. <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> a little uh, progressive, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. She just had a better last name, so they're like, oh, let's do ours. I wish we had, Rob and I had done that. Or maybe he, after his mom died, maybe Romero took on his mom's last name, didn't want anything to do with his dad. Ooh, I like that. Maybe his real last name is like O'Connor or (laughs) O'Malley. O'Malley. I almost said Finnegan, but that's the professor's <laughs> name. <laughs> Ooh, is there a tie? Um, right, so I hope we didn't just defend all the Irish. I know. <laughs> we didn't mean anything by it. What's that? We didn't mean anything by it. <laughs> just thinking of Irish last names. <laughs> No, I have got a Irish brother-in-law, and he's my favorite. Nice. That's his last name. Finnegan. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, did I finish? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know. We're going to – we did our best to answer your question. We'll, we're going to hope that – Maybe another listener, hint, hint, Harold, <laughs> can shed more light. You've taken probate law classes, right? <laughs> yeah, I can tell you with much certainty that 
Romero's not knowingly or unknowingly benefiting from it right now, but he may in the future. Depends on how it was set up. Anyway, okay, 12. She sings again. Most awkward dinner ever. See, I thought they, okay, everyone's calling this the most awkward dinner ever, and I just want to say I didn't see it that way. But there were moments where I thought it would get awkward, and we'll get into that later. Mm, me too. And I it didn't. Yep. I think I know when. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. It wasn't as uh, awkward as everyone seems to be making it out to be, but it, it had possibilities, yep. and it didn't go there. Maybe I'm just like, being being caught up in a Norma moment. Norman Norma and I are like <laughs> la 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 <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thirteen. It has progressed from motorboating to indecent touching status quick. <laughs> Hashtag she is all mine. All cat. <laughs> um yes. I can still I still consider motorboating fairly indecent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> she says I'm so team dilemma. Are they an actual couple? <laughs> we all are wondering that. <laughs> yep. She likes him, he likes her deal. Because he was willing to go on an imaginary gun gun run for her. That is true love. Let me risk my life and possible jail time for you. <laughs> Hashtag deep feels. <laughs> she has a point there. <laughs> Yeah, my I tweeted while watching that I'm like, well, I said it tongue in cheek. I said, so did Dylan seem a little uh, smitten to anyone else this episode? He totally did. And then I hashtagged it smitten kitten. He was so smitten. Yep. Oh my gosh, that boy had stars in his eyes. He really did. He had that goofy look on his face every time he saw her. He did. It was so adorable. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Well, she seemed like... I think she asked about Norman once. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think she's done with that show. <laughs> he, he is not the only one with stars in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Who knew? You know, Dylan just... Something happened when he was beaten on her chest. <laughs> I know. I was like, is that the moment? <laughs> and then she spit out a pool of yellow phlegm. <laughs> it was true love. <laughs> so, it's a good man, actually. Comes right down to it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> that was pretty gross. <laughs> My husband would have died. He's He's got some sort of phlegm aversion. <laughs> Totally freaks him out. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good man. Yeah. But, yeah. I would guess they're not official for sure. And I don't think they've had any conversations we haven't seen that's like, yeah, we're dating. But they're... They're on the way. So... They are smitten. That's a good so word. So smitten. Yep. <laughs> and I... I it's cute. And it's cute but scary. It's scary. 
there's a there's a Norman factor we need to think about. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the idea of Bradley coming back and having him be disinterested in her again. Yeah, it really could go that way. Um, I don't know, because I really do think they're going down the road that Emma and Dylan are going to get together. And we were saying last week we'd much rather see him be really good friends, but mostly for Norman's sake. Because we just we don't want the that's been a conflict before already on the right, show. Right, right. So, so we don't want conflict. If it's going to happen, it can happen, but there can't be conflict with Norman about it. That's why I love the Bradley idea. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. My here's here's what I want. <laughs> okay. I don't really, but, you know, my little fairy tale mind <laughs> says, oh, they run off together and, you know, in five years she dies in his arms and it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that's no good for the show, but that's like <laughs> Ain't gonna hurt. happen. Hashtag deep feels. I just, you know. I know. But it's a nice fairy tale to think about. Yeah. This is... Alternate universe. <laughs> talking about the Bates family. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then Iggy says, game night was fun last week at the B&B. I was locked in my room this past weekend streaming shows using the Wi-Fi. PW, Norman, all caps. PW. Password. Password. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so lost. <laughs> That's right. I forgot the, the B&B passwords, password. Norman. Breakfast is now being offered 24 hours. <laughs> by Norma, again, by Norma, not me. <laughs> Have a great week, your resident B&B guest, Iggy. Yeah. Thanks, Iggy. Thanks, Iggy. All right. Thanks for all the comment cards. Yep. Always love the feedback. Yep. So... All right, into the episode. Yep. All right, so we open with Emma in the office. Dylan walks in, and they talk about Norma coming back the day before. Emma asks if he has told Norma about Norman, and he has not. Dylan says he wants to take her to dinner to thank her for helping him. Suddenly, Emma's dad walks in and says she needs to come home. She is not well enough after the night she stayed up all night. Dylan apologizes, and Emma's dad says it's not his fault, it's Emma's. She doesn't realize her own limitations. Emma's dad says she doesn't want to accept the truth, and he doesn't either, but he isn't going to let her life get cut short if it's at all in his power. So, yeah, that was kind of an embarrassing, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt sorry for Emma. For sure. But I like that Emma's dad like didn't blame Dylan like some dads would be like, how dare you, you know? Yeah. He does seem like an unreasonable guy. Intense, but reasonable. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so next we see Norma and Norman at the phone store. Norman asks where she was all night. She says she told him. She drove around and spent the night in a motel. 
He just looks at her. She says, Norman, stop it. You're acting like a twit. It's not masculine and it's not attractive. Norma gets her new phone and says, come on, Norman, let's go. Norman says, yes, mother, here I come following you in a masculine and attractive way. And he's holding her purse. (laughs) I had to add that little touch. (laughs) It's so awesome because she's berating him for not being masculine. masculine. But she has him hold her purse. But obviously she's having him hold her purse. (laughs) A great detail. Um, Norma notices Dylan left a ton of messages. She asked what was going on. She was only gone a few hours. Norman says, with a suitcase, we spend the night wondering if you were ever coming back, if you were dead. Norma says, what does death have to do with a suitcase? <laughs> Such a great comment, because seriously. <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, she packed up all of her stuff. She did. She packed she, it all up. She did. <laughs> She should know that was a little alarming to the boys. <laughs> right. But she's just trying to brush it off. <laughs> um, then she sees a message from Romero saying he'd been shot. Norma says, can a woman get in a freaking mood for one night without the world coming to an end? She leaves a voicemail for Romero to call her and she gets in the Mustang and hits her head getting in. <laughs> I just, uh, the quotes, the Norma quotes this episode are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Can a woman get in a freaking mood for a night without the world coming to an end? (laughs) Norman's like, a mood? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, that's probably a pretty good way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) I love how she gets her phone back and she's like, what the crap? (laughs) I know. I've totally done that. I've turned it off for a meeting and you turn it back on and you're like, what the hell happened? (laughs) It's just a bunch of little stickers from Scout. (laughs) Cats laughing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So uh, next we see Bob Paris leaving his house with a bicycle. He sees a car in his driveway. He yells that this is a private driveway and they can't park there. He rides up to the car and sees Marcus Young in the car with a note on his chest that says, I officially withdraw my campaign for sheriff. <laughs> oh, Romero is the best. I love that so much. <laughs> I, know, I love that he drove his car up to his house. <laughs> <laughs> And it jumps ahead a little bit, but I love in the in the scene with Romero and and uh, Bob after this, they don't mention this at all. No. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like par for the course. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that, we have the opening sequence. Yep, and then next, Norma and Norman pull up to the house. Norma complains the new car is too small. Her phone rings, and Norman answers it. He says, you have the right number. She's just waddling through the gravel as we speak. (laughs) Would you use the term waddle to describe Vera? (laughs) Yes, sometimes. She does have, like, a very deliberate walk. (laughs) I was wondering if that was Freddy's touch. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like to think that too. He tells Norma is James, and she grabs the phone and says she'll call him later. Norman says he's going to the office, and Norma says you're the manager, so yeah, go manage. <laughs> she goes up to the house. She walks in the house, and Romero is at the top of the stairs. She asks what's going on. He asks why she hasn't answered any calls or texts in the last 36 hours. He says he thought she was dead. She says, I lost my phone, and why does everyone immediately jump to I died? <laughs> Romero says, maybe I jumped to it because you put yourself and me in a vulnerable position with that alleged deal with Bob Paris. Norma says, Alex, don't start with me. I'm not dead. You're alive. I'm alive. Whoopee. <laughs> Romero tells her someone tried to kill him. <laughs> he thinks it's a message from Bob. <laughs> oh, man. Romero's face. My mama bear just, like, growls. He just, he just wants something from her, like some acknowledgement. <laughs> <laughs> so she's giving him nothing. <laughs> oh, she is giving him less than nothing. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> Oh, but my inner mama bear. Yeah. He was doing some growling. Um, she says, Bob seemed fine. And maybe it is someone else who wants him dead. Romero says, I could be dead. Oh, this is where the mama bear really yep. <laughs> happens a second time. <laughs> yes. Like... I did get shot. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> See the sling? I got shot. <laughs> Little puppy dog eyes. <laughs> Something, please, anything. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and then she says, <laughs> <laughs> It looks like it went right through you. <laughs> <laughs> like, get over yourself. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he tells her he needs a flash drive, he needs to know what he's dealing with. Norma says, "Why do you need my drag? Why do you need to drag my flash drive into it? Because <laughs> it's the like, middle of it. It's all about the flash drive." <laughs> <laughs> he says he wanted him. She wanted him as an ally, and he respected her and gave that to her. She tells him where to find the flash drive and says a kid named Gunner knows how to open it. He turns around and walks out of the kitchen. Norma says, "What kind of a name is Gunner anyway?" Romero says, "A stupid one." <laughs> They are the best. I know. <laughs> Buddy cop show. <laughs> I just love, because it's almost like she's saying that under her breath to herself, and he has to answer. It's a stupid one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic. Yep. Yeah, with these little, I'm I'm getting more and more on board. I'm I'm okay with Norma and Romero getting together. Yay! Just these little <laughs> things about them just delight me. <laughs> oh, they're so delightful. Yep. I'm surprised he called her after he got drunk after that little exchange. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not calling her. <laughs> he doesn't even care about me. <laughs> he loves her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so cute. <laughs> oh, man. About smitten kittens. <laughs> 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 he just hides the stars in his eyes a, bit, a little better than Dylan does. <laughs> right, right. Until he gets drunk. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. 
I I do just love Norma is still just in her mind. She's going, all this stuff happened while I was gone. Like, you know. know. (laughs) Acting like him getting shot is like he scraped his knee. You know, it's like, it's just, she is trying so desperately to downplay it. And then she has to downplay everything that happened while she was gone. For whatever reason in her mind. Yep. <laughs> when she someone... desperately needs to downplay that she took off. With and every spoke. piece of clothing she owns. Got a new car. <laughs> <laughs> Romero gets shot. Slept with her therapist. <laughs> I'm using quotes here. <laughs> Dylan sends her a hundred messages. <laughs> begging her to come back. We saw them. They're like something's really wrong with Norman. (laughs) Please come back now. (laughs) And it's It's really bad. Nope. (laughs) That's our next Facebook thing. Is all the messages (laughs) that we didn't see? Yeah, really. There was a hundred of them. (laughs) Anyway, Um, I love it. So she has to downplay everything else because that has to be downplayed. (laughs) So the night just didn't happen. I just drove around and went to a motel. <laughs> and you guys all slept in your bed. Okay. A bullet went through you. You're fine, though. <laughs> it went right through. <laughs> okay. Norman dressed up in my robe. <laughs> she doesn't even know that yet. <laughs> well, I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, she's the best. She's the best. She's the best hot mess out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, then Dylan goes to Emma's dad's shop. Dylan wants to ask him about Emma, and they go into the back. Emma's dad tells Dylan she's only got a few years left, and she is aggravating the situation because she won't accept what the doctors are telling her. He says she's on the list for a lung transplant, but probably won't make it to the top of the list. Dylan says there must be something they can do. Emma's dad says he heard there is a hospital in Portland that for a donation will put the patient to at the top of the list. Dylan says how much of a donation. He says $20,000, and that is too much for him. Dylan says he will be in touch and leaves. What I was wondering was how much money Caleb was offering Dylan at the beginning of the season from his grandmother's death. Oh, yeah, that's right. We And we never heard a figure. We didn't, but mm. there's not a lot of heirs in the selling of a house, you know. Got to be a fair amount, right? We can there assume is... it was a few thousand dollars, if not a few tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, there's just that that money's still around somewhere. Yeah, the money still exists. Yeah. Anyway, I just so... wonder how that'll come into play. Yeah, that's that's the first thing I thought of. I didn't think of the gun running. I thought of well, hmm, then why turned Caleb... down money that Caleb wanted to give him? Right, and. Caleb could have just told Dylan when he found out that Dylan needs money. He's like, look, just take this money that from your grandma's house sale then. Right. Go, go now will you take run. this money? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Caleb. We we like each other now. I know. <laughs> Give me hugs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Why didn't Caleb just offer that money instead of, I don't know, mention it right away? Yeah, during the uh, gun running scene, right? Yeah, exactly. That would have been a good way to get Dylan to not go risk his life. 
Yes, better than what he did. Which, again, bristled my hairs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. Okay. Um, so next, Romero pulls up to the farm, and Gunner and Caleb are working on the roof of the barn. Gunner comes down and greets Romero. Romero looks at Caleb and asks if they have met. Gunner says, that's Dylan's uncle. And Romero says, you're Norma's brother? <laughs> <laughs> Romero and Gunner go into the cabin, and Romero gets the flash drive and tells Gunner to open it. He says no one there is going to get in trouble for what's on it. Gunner says he doesn't know what it is. As far as he knows, it's part of the timer. Gunner, you're an idiot. Um, Gunner, man. Romero says, <laughs> <Okay>. Gunner. Man. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> Romero says, Gunner, don't make me get my gun out and bang your head against the wall and all that shit, because I will just do that. <laughs> or, because I will do just that. Now open it. <laughs> I kind of wanted to see it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Gunner opens it Romero opens one of the files And sees some names on the ledger He closes the file and takes the flash drive and leaves I enjoyed Caleb Or Gunner just coming down and greeting Romero Just kind of that mm, What do you need Sheriff? Yep. Nothing going on here <laughs> <laughs> All fine and respectable <laughs> It's like Let's go in the In the cabin uh, okay. <laughs> There's like a lot of spot plants. <laughs> 99 pot plants. It's legal. <laughs> it's legal. <laughs> no, they've obviously had some run-ins before. They knew each other, and yep. we all know that Romero was blind-eyed to the pot and whatever. I just thought it was funny, because you just can't have a guy like Gunner greet a sheriff without being like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's cool. <laughs> Everything's <Cool>. registered. <laughs> well, man, when <laughs> when Gunner <laughs> tries to deny the flash drives, <laughs> I was so sad. I, I was like, "What are you doing?" Okay, so next we see Bob at a shooting range, and Romero pulls up. Bob's goon tries to stop him, and Bob tells him to let him buy. Romero tells the goon he's going to kick his ass one day and is going to enjoy it. <laughs> I love Romero so much. <laughs> Romero! <laughs> oh, it's the best. Because we all want to see that happen. <laughs> Please do it on screen. <laughs> yep. Please Marcus Young him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, he's the best. Okay. Romero tells Bob he has a question about a name on the ledger. Bob says he was wondering when he was going to look at it. You have a lot of faith in that Bates woman. You finally saw your mom's name on the ledger. Romero says she's been dead 22 years and she'd be rolling in her grave if she knew her name was on there. Bob says he didn't put her name on it. He says Romero's father did. He set up that holding company years back. Bob says, thank you, Bob. You're welcome, Alex. <laughs> so maybe now you'll help me. Romero leaves. <laughs> Okay, so either Bob is really smart or really stupid in this. <laughs> I just, it was odd the way he acted. We just don't have all the information, I guess. We don't. But he he's very smug. Very. Which totally goes with, you know, what I know of his character. Yeah. I, just, I, mean, I can't put my finger on everything that went on. Well, I, I just... I think he's playing it off. I think he's really rattled. I mean, so Marcus dead shows up. Marcus Young shows up dead in his driveway. Mm -hmm. Romero's getting closer and closer 
he's now seen the ledger, knows his name's on it, knows, you know, I don't know. I think Marcus is, or um, Bob is just like really trying to play it cool. But I think inside yeah. he's panicking. He's got to be. Yeah, probably a little. It's, it's Unless Bob's he's just... interesting because he is so confident. I he mean, is. I know. But Romero might be the only one who's not, doesn't have his full confidence that he can just take care of that problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> right. I don't know. Unless, yeah. I mean, who knows what Bob has up his sleeve still, but he's got to be a little taken aback by, especially the Marcus Young showing up dead in his driveway. I mean, I know he kind of foreshadowed it by saying we've both killed people, you know, you've killed people and the town sleeps better for it. Right. I don't think he expected Romero to kill Marcus Young, though. <laughs> no, I think that had to have rattled him. Had to have. That was quite bold. It and was. I don't expect it. He, you know, Marcus was, you know, I will be a sheriff. There's no doubt about that. Right. You know, they were, they had everything set. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was going to be like a, you know, cheat on the votes type thing, even if. Romero won, Marcus still would have won, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. They had it That's all in definitely place. definitely going to go down. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I think, yeah, I, Bob's got to be rattled by Romero killing Marcus. Got to be. But he's still playing it like everything's cool. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, that's because he is a smug, confident guy and very confident in his abilities and, you know, his goons' abilities and mm -hmm. his money and his position in the town. Yeah. Maybe he just... I want more Bob Paris. He just fascinates me. And I know. Thinking about the Arcanum Club stuff, the second episode, I don't know. I just, I need more Bob. I need more Bob. Yep. In my life. He's fascinating. I'm, yeah. He could also just, maybe the Marcus Young thing is no big deal. That's just a little bump. Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know. I do find it interesting that nothing was said about that, though, between these two in this scene. I, I find mm -hmm. that very interesting. Oh, yeah, because it was obviously Romero, you know. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, so next, Norma is sitting at the kitchen table preparing some green beans. Her phone rings, and it's the boring professor, and she rejects the call. <laughs> Dylan comes in and says he needs to talk to her. She says she can't let him into her life. Just because we had one operatic moment in the field doesn't mean we are all going to go bullying together. Operatic <laughs> moment. It's almost like, okay, she was just playing that for everyone in her mind. She was like on a stage, you know. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> But now she's downplaying it again. She's downplaying it. In Calling her, it apparatus or, you know, melodramatic maybe. Right, like it meant nothing. It's... Yeah. <laughs> it's just downplaying it like crap. Yeah. <laughs> she's downplaying the crap out of that. <clears throat> just another great thing. <laughs> um, she says he needs to be realistic. She just can't erase what happened. Dylan says he wants to talk to, about Norman. 
He says the night she was gone, Norman really lost it. He blacked out, and not for minutes, but for hours. He says he found Norman down in the basement with a dead pigeon. She says that is nothing new for Norman. There is always something dead in the basement. <laughs> Dylan says he's not okay. He says he's hallucinating, and he found him in the kitchen in the middle of the night cooking breakfast. Norma says, well, who doesn't want breakfast at some point in the middle of the night? <laughs> <laughs> I do love that so much. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's like, oh, the fan fiction. <laughs> it's like, no one, Norma. <laughs> Dylan tells her Norman was wearing her robe and told, and told him to go wake up his brother Norman for breakfast. He thinks he's you, Norma. Norma puts her hands over her eyes. Dylan says this has been circling them for a long time, and they keep looking the other way. The blackouts, the cutting up animals, Blair Watson. Norma says the polygraph totally disproved that. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan says it's all too much together to be dismissed. Norma says she is keeping him home so he'll be safe. Dylan says, are you going to lock him up anytime you go somewhere? Norma says, maybe. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> Dylan says they need to do something and he leaves. So, yep. <laughs> This He's is... like, actually, I've thought about that, and maybe I will. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep. And this is the scene I call... <laughs> Norma's brain goes... <laughs> For sure. She is on the track to have this dinner. <laughs> yep. Nothing is going to stop this dinner. <laughs> she is the unstoppable Norma Bates. <laughs> yep. Justify everything. Everyone wants breakfast in the middle of the night. You know, there's always dead animals. But man, when he's like, he was wearing your robe <laughs> and telling me to go wake up my brother Norman. And man, she finally is like, hmm, there was a blip there. <laughs> All I could do is cover my eyes. I can't say anything. <laughs> It was. It was so awesome. You can see it was just too much. She just She's like, how how do I explain that? I know. It's like, everyone wants to be me sometimes. <laughs> Words. I have no retort. No retort. <laughs> Norma, go bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, no retort. <laughs> oh man! Maybe uh, if I hide my face, I'll disappear. Like <laughs> 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 oh, that little spider in that video that's trying to cover himself with sand. <laughs> mind <laughs> oh man like a, what is it ostriches that bury their heads in the sand yeah. <laughs> so to say i don't think they really do but <laughs> oh man <laughs> you gonna lock them up every time you leave maybe <laughs> oh 
time. So the first time I watched this, I thought she had asparagus. And I was like, who prepares asparagus that way? <laughs> that sits and snaps them in half. <laughs> and I was, I was really weirded out. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, they're green beans. I think she had both. And then the third time I watched it, I was like, it's both. Yep. Because <laughs> I, I saw some lovely asparagus as well. I was like, I want to eat dinner with them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fresh green beans and asparagus? Yum. <laughs> yeah, it was just funny because the first time I watched it was on the TV and it right. was far away. And I'm like, I swear I saw asparagus, but you you don't sit and snap asparagus in half with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I snapped the ends off with my hands. Really? I learned it well, from... Well, the ends, I cut them all off with a knife, but... I learned it from Alton Brown. Why your hands and not a knife? Because it has a natural breaking point. Does it? It'll break exactly where that woody part ends. Emily learned something new. Yep, because if you cut them with a knife, you still might be missing some asparagus goodness. Because they all kind of have their own little natural breaking point. So you just kind of barely start bending them and then it'll snap on its own exactly where it needs to. You just blew my mind. Yep, it works lovely. I've been doing it for a few years now after I saw Alton Brown do it Hmm. and explain it. I was like, oh, yay, that's a good idea. Well, she did have green beans, so she did have both. She was snapping green beans, yes. You just justified if she did have asparagus. Sweet. Hmm. Norma knows the trick, too. She wants... She watches Alton Brown's Good Eats. <laughs> yeah, try it next time you prepare asparagus. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> the scene kind of speaks for itself. <laughs> um, next, we see Romero at a prison. An old man prisoner walks up to him and says he looks well. Romero says it's not a social visit. <laughs> And the prisoner, we later learn, is his dad, says, why, why would it be? Next, we see him sitting at a table. His dad says, it's just a name on a ledger, and it's made a lot of money for a lot of people. Romero says, you were a dirty cop with a rotten soul. His dad says, and you're Prince Charming. (laughs) Some people might say yes. (laughs) Yes, he is. You don't know him as well as we do. Romero says, I'm nothing like you. You're going to take her name off that ledger or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I love that he runs to kill his dad. I know. <laughs> so Romero. He says he's got a lot of dead friends and he can use one of their names, but he is not going to let him use her name anymore. His dad says, why do you make such a big deal out of everything? You always did. It's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. It sounded like sounded so Romero. <laughs> I know, but... I think his dad wants Bob to be his son. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you be more like Bob? Because, <laughs> well, you know, Bob's like, you're always so dramatic. Um. <laughs> <laughs> There's no telling you anything. You always know best, don't you? You've blamed me for your mother's death for 22 years, but she is the one who chose to leave that way. 
Romero says that he drove her to it. Oh, and he says it so sad. He says it like whispery twice. He, yeah, he says it more than once. Yeah. It was so sad. It was. Um, his dad denies it and says he loved her. He says it was nice seeing him and leaves. It's worth saying that he said that in a sarcastic way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. So. There's not a lot of love lost between those two. Not at all. I know. Not be- Both of them just seem to really dislike each other. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so a little bit of Romero backstory. His mom committed suicide, and he blames his dad for it. That's. And he's super bitter about it. Super. He must have really, really loved his mother. There's a lot of... You get the idea that they were probably pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. I, I hope we get more. I'm sure we will. I don't know when it'll be, if it's the season or not. But Well, it would totally suck, because, I mean, Bob mentions that, you know, Romero was the kid that he felt f- sorry for because he had such a crappy life, you know. So, yeah, so he, that tells me before he was 20, in his early 20s. Oh, sure. I mean, Bob made it sound like it was when they were little kids, so. Right. I don't know. It sounds like his dad just was this crappy man that drove his mother to suicide and... I don't know. That would just suck if you've got like one good parent and one bad parent and the good parent dies. Oh, and yeah. You're stuck with the bad parent, you know? Yeah. Worse. I mean, we had two good parents. We lost a good parent, but we still have a good parent, you know? That yeah. would just suck if. Ugh. And we were in our 30s. Yes. You your... Well, I was early 40s, but yeah, I mean, and it wasn't suicide. Like. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah. Anyways. Oh. <clears throat> Did Mama Bear come out a little bit? Yes, again. <laughs> Comes out one more time. <laughs> <laughs> but that time it was purring. <laughs> it approved okay. of what Norma did. <laughs> yes. It purred its approval. <laughs> Um, so next we see Caleb and Dylan in the barn, or I guess in the cabin. Um, Caleb asks if there is a chance he can stop by the house. So didn't Dylan ask Caleb to leave? (laughs) But I guess that was before the hug. Yes, but that was before the operatic moment. So I'm thinking Caleb's like, all right, so I'm in pretty good now. Everything's fixed. Apology done and accepted. I'm in. <laughs> I'm moving in. <laughs> Wouldn't put it past him. I know. Oh, he's such an idiot. Um, okay, so Caleb asks if there is a chance he can stop by the house. Dylan says no. There's a knock at the door and Chick walks in. <laughs> Just somehow it's like knock, knock, door open. <laughs> Chick walks in carrying a big bag of grow lights. <laughs> he says he found them in his garage. He tried to grow once after he got out of that hospital, but he didn't have the touch. <laughs> I can see uh, post-psychiatric ward hospital chick trying to find a green thumb. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Growing plants. <laughs> Such a settling thing to do. <laughs> Chick 
tells Caleb they have some things to go over. Caleb says he has changed his mind. Chick asks if there is a chance he'll change it back. Dylan asks what's going on, and Caleb says nothing. Chick tells him Caleb was going to do a run for him. Dylan, Dylan asks a run of what, and Chick says apparently no one needs to know since no one is going. <laughs> Caleb says things have changed, and he doesn't want to take the risk. Things have not really changed, Caleb. <laughs> a little hug. He has sure given Chick the runaround. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's like he just thinks he's in. That everything's fine. <laughs> yep. Everything's changed. <laughs> if I was Chick, I'd be like, you know what? Never mind. I know. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> um. Dylan asks how much it pays. Chick says after FICA and Social Security, it pays 25000 Dylan asks what the run is. Chick says guns. Dylan asks how risky. Chick says it's gun running. <laughs> <laughs> On the gun running spectrum, it's relatively mild. <laughs> he says he's done it for years. Dylan says he will do one run. Caleb says no. Chick tells them to talk it out and let him know that night. He doesn't want to do it himself because it's his son's birthday and he leaves. <laughs> Dylan tells Caleb something came up and he needs money. He tells Caleb about Emma and the lung transplant. Caleb says he can't do it. If something happened to him, especially something he brought on, he doesn't know what he would do. He tells Dylan he can't do it and the conversation is over and he leaves. Okay, let's address gun running for a minute because it's another area I don't know much about. <laughs> So basically, you'd be transporting guns, illegal guns, from one place to another, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, are we talking like L.A. or like Mexico? Do you think? Because there's probably in a big there's a big difference in risk in my mind. It could be either. It so spoiler alert, but in Sons of Anarchy, they get into gun running. Okay. So it's just funny that this actor has played two gun runners now. But um Interesting. <laughs> in in Sons they purchase like AK forty sevens from like Russians and then sell them to these gangs in LA. Like okay. you know, like Mexican gangs, there's a Asian gang, there's a um a black gang, you know. So they supply these gangs these illegal guns from these Russians. It seems to me Chick wouldn't be having him – this wouldn't be something that would involve passports and stuff. Like the thing – the guns are probably already in the area, correct? Right. So it's probably going to be a – there's a pickup spot, go meet these guys, pick up the guns, and then drive them to here. Probably California. They're just in Oregon. So I'm guessing probably to California. Yeah, and it just – it really does seem kind of – very low risk. <laughs> I don't know. A guy like Dylan could totally do that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean. Especially if it's not, you know, he doesn't have to cross any borders. Right. Right. He just looks like a clean cut. He could really pass off as a very just clean cut dude driving to California. Exactly. So, yeah, it's like Chick says, you know, on the on the gun running spectrum, it's pretty mild. And he's right, probably right. I, 
I mean, it I would be high risk if it was taking it over like a, a border, like into Mexico or something. Right. And, you know, Dylan's going to be the type that makes sure all of his uh, headlights and things are working properly. Exactly. Exactly. Well, <laughs> and the same for Caleb. Chick says he's been, Chick's been doing it for years. And right. look at Chick. <laughs> <laughs> So it's probably a very established group that he picks up the guns from and group that he sells them to. You know, it's probably been established for years. The only risk you would be running is if you did get pulled over for something stupid like a taillight out, you know. Other than that, you would just be another dude on the road. So, yeah. Because, like, in Sons, the only time that there's, like, real risk involved is if there's, like... uh, if they're deciding to buy guns from a new group of people mm-hmm. or selling them to a new group of people, that's when stuff starts happening, you know? Right. So, but yeah, but who knew? So we assumed, at least I did, that Chick was also a grower, but nope, he's a gun runner. <laughs> yeah. Didn't see that coming. Didn't. Although he's repeatedly said that he, uh, you know, doesn't grow tomatoes <laughs> or whatever. True. I just didn't think much about it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess this is time for my Caleb rant. Yes. Do I need to rant too far on this? It's just seriously, Caleb. I know. And he, the way he did it was, you know, and I'm not I'm not a defiant person for defiance's sake. I don't normally get rattled and be like, you don't want me to do it? Then I'm going to do it. Right. But this put me in, Dylan, in Dylan's place and made me do that. It's like, who are you to come into my life? Tell me you raped my mom and became my dad. (laughs) Call me. Introduce yourself as my dad to my friends. (laughs) When it's pretty well established that you're also my uncle. You know, that's going to be easy knowledge. (laughs) Right. That you're you're Norma's brother, too. And not to mention, they only met, like, I don't know, a couple months ago. (laughs) Only met a couple months ago. And... Now you just kind of demand that I don't do something? Uh, no. Right, right. Because if something happened to you, it's like... No. <laughs> you you can't put your foot down when it comes to your son's decision making. You know? Especially like your 22-year-old nephew son. No, you do not have that right. Nope. You have not earned that right nope. yet. Nope. And I'm not sure you ever will. But any dad, and I don't even mean Funkles, <laughs> I just mean any dad that just waltzes into their adult son's life, you know. You have to earn that. No, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. But poor little Dylan just. I know. it. He took it a different way than I would have. <laughs> well, and again, like you brought up before, okay, if you're going to put your foot down on the gun, gun running, then have a better alternative like mentioning the money from the sale of his grandma's house. 
hey, you know, you, you know, didn't like want you... anything to do with that. Your mom didn't want anything to do with that, but right now you're in this position where that money would really come in handy. Why don't you swallow your pride and take it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Don't risk your life because that's stupid when here's $25,000 for you. you know? Yep. That I wanted to give it, give you just a week or so ago. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just proves that once again, Caleb, he is, he's just stupid. Yeah, he, he does not have the book smarts. <laughs> or the street smarts. He's just, smarts. you know, he doesn't have any of it. He's. There's no smarts. He's, you know, gosh, even Forrest Gump is smarter than him. <laughs> 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 what hat did you pull that out? I don't know. <laughs> I was just trying to think of people that are thought of as being kind of stupid. <laughs> I love Forrest. Don't get me wrong. Forrest is one of my all-time favorite movie characters. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to be smart to ingratiate yourself into my life, but <laughs> Caleb doesn't have the redeeming qualities the Forrest has. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Caleb's starting in a negative place. <laughs> gonna be there's gonna have to be a lot <laughs> a lot of upwards motion <laughs> i just bring up bad examples <laughs> paul blart <laughs> oh man <laughs> now paul blart would have been more topical <laughs> And we did end up having kind of a funny conversation about that on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> Blarty with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> that made me giggle all day. to start yep. <laughs> the next scene. Yeah, I think I forgot what we were even talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think it had to do with Caleb. Oh yeah, and Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the derailing train works. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next, we see Norma answer the door, and the boring professor is there. He says he has been worried about her. She left in an agitated state and hasn't been returning his messages. She says she has been busy and everything is fine. She talked to her brother. He says he doubts that after everything she told him. <laughs> she says she's worried about Norman, and maybe he, um, <clears throat> maybe he could talk to him. He says he's... He'd be happy to at some point. 
I was in a hurry at this point. <laughs> it was like nine twenty. <laughs> um. So he says he'd be happy to, and I like the at some point he adds. Yep. <laughs> Norma just grabs his arm and pulls him into the house. <laughs> Norman's downstairs working on a big bird, the is it, owl. Is it the owl? Maybe. I think it is. I love it because its wings were spanned out, weren't they? Uh huh. Yeah. Sweet. Um, we had a couple psycho references. See, I like that idea that Norman remembers this moment every time he sees. Like that owl in the mm-hmm. in the hotel, awesome. Uh, <clears throat> so Norma brings the professor down and says she wants Norman to meet him. Norman says he is busy. Oh, he raises his hand so creepy. I know that was really really creepy. Professor Boring tells Norman he is a licensed family therapist and would like to talk to Norman. Norman says he would be happy to talk to him alone. And tells Norma they won't need her, and she goes upstairs. And we all get those, like, Romero interviewing him vibes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Go fix dinner, Mom. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> the professor tells Norman not to be nervous. He's a professional. Norman says it must be nice to help people. And I love how he's like, I wasn't feeling nervous. And I know. <laughs> he's so pompous. Don't feel nervous. I've talked to many people before. I'm a professional. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you are not. Um, <clears throat> the professor says he must like taxidermy. Norman says he does. It's peaceful. He can shut the world out. The professor says shut the world out. Norman tells him sometimes in the world there is a buzzing. That won't stop. And it all goes silent when he is working on the animals. The professor asks him to tell him more about the buzzing. Norman says the world is full of people with opinions, judgments, arrogance. People who think they can help people and they are pointless. They don't know anything. Might as well listen to a woodpecker picking at a tree. Okay. Before we get into the next little bit. What is going through Norman's mind right here? Is he just totally plain this professor i think so i think that's why he added you know he says people with opinions judgments arrogance people who think they can help people you know right. i think exactly. he was referring exactly to the professor right there absolutely but i kind of got wrapped up in his buzzing thing and why he does taxidermy do you think that part was true um i i think so yeah i i think you so know, he was able to get something off his chest and say something real and prove a point to this guy that he's onto him, but this guy's too boring to get it. I think so. I <laughs> and think arrogant. So. And I almost think it is a little bit of a callback to something that Emma's dad told him when he was teaching Norman taxidermy. Oh, gee. Because doesn't, yeah, because doesn't Emma's dad even tell Norma when she's kind of talking to him, like, I don't think i want my son to learn this and he's like you know it's good to have a hobby it's i don't know it it seems like it might be a little bit of a callback too you know i um i started my rewatch a few weeks ago and i had to put it away Mm -hmm. um because of things like watch week (laughs) and whatnot but i've just been ever for some reason after this episode i have been dying to go back to season one again 
So, and I'm just an episode or two away from like the Juno stuff. So, hmm. I will watch it this week because I am just dying for a spare minute to watch season one. Yeah, I want to watch it too. Where were we? Uh, we were just saying, you know, it was Norman just kind of playing the professor a little bit, and yes, yes, okay. So yeah, that was um, not the most interesting point of this conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, Norman says, can I ask you something? Professor says, of course. Norman says, how was it sleeping with my mother? Professor says, what makes you think I slept with your mother? Norman says, I've known her a long time. Professor asks if it would bother him if someone slept with his mother. Norman says, let's say your mother ran out on you and your brother one night and didn't say where she was going or when she'd be back and threw herself into bed like a whore with somebody she barely knows. I, just to cut in here, I thought that was very interesting. He used the term horror, which was how Dylan had her labeled. Oh, on that's his phone right. On his phone. That made Norman flip. Yeah, that's right. In season one. That's right. That's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, he referred to her as a whore. And he got so mad at Dylan. <laughs> that's, yes. Interesting. A licensed family therapist who could probably lose his license for such behavior, but that really isn't the point. Would that behavior bother you? The professor says, yes, it might. <laughs> Let me and just wipe, wipe, wipe the sweat off my brow. <laughs> just change my pants. <laughs> Norman says, so what was she like? The professor says, that is not an appropriate question. Norman says, come on, we're both men here. It's not like we don't know what goes on. Did she give too easily? Okay, you put two T-O-O, and I put on the subtitles, mm -hmm. and it so it said give two, like T-O, and it had a little oh. hyphen, give two, and that, <laughs> honestly, it brought to mind Millie from Freaks and Geeks saying, like, she fornicates it. <laughs> <laughs> right, like someone that just doesn't know what they're talking about. I don't, I don't get the give too easily. That doesn't seem, I don't know. Maybe I'm naive. <laughs> I just, I don't get what he's trying to say. I mean, I get the um, overall, but the term he used just didn't compute. It didn't. I had to rewind it a couple times to catch exactly what he was saying, and I had it right the first time, and I'm like, okay, that's what he said. I don't. And the way you wrote it on here, give too easily, like, okay, I can see that. But Did she give it up I... too easily, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. But that doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Why would he say that? But did he give, did she give too easily? I'm like, what? It just, I, <laughs> Millie popped in my head. She fornicates it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It I don't I don't quite get get it. It was really weird. Okay. Professor says he thinks they are done and goes to leave. Norman says, "Are you uncomfortable cuz I know cuz I can imagine what it was like?" <laughs> Stop oh. it, Norman. <laughs> I know. Um, did you think you could come down here and it would be your little secret? Oh, we banged each other, but let's send you downstairs to fix crazy Norman. The professor says, Norman, why do you care so much about who your mother might be sleeping with? What does it mean that 
she can be attracted to someone? Does that take her away from you? Norman, do you want to sleep with her? <clears throat> Norman grabs him by the throat and slams him against the stairs, and he says, How dare you come into our house and say such ugly things? He lets go, and the professor runs up the stairs. Norma sees him and asks what happened. He says, Get him some help, Norma. Right away, and he leaves. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to run out of your house in fear and leave you alone with your son, of whom I am treating, because he is scary and murderous. <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs> Maybe you should get him some help. Who do we know who's a psychologist? Because he really needs one of those. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what the crap? Yep. Well, it's like the saying goes, those who can't teach, right? <laughs> so he's yeah. not a good therapist. <laughs> I can't believe the woman he is, you know, I'm going to use the term in love with. Oh, He was ready to throw out all of his morals and his medical license to sleep with her. He shows up at her door after worrying about her. After calling her a few times and she's like ignoring him, it's like, dude, get a clue. Right. Well, so her son tries to kill him and he runs out in fear like he's never seen a crazy person in his life. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you need to get him help. <laughs> Bye. I know. And he doesn't like Norma, come with me. <laughs> you know? uh, no, no. <laughs> he leaves he's her. Gone. He leaves her. <laughs> he leaves the woman he loves. With a murderous son that tells her to get some help. A murderous son who wants to sleep with her. <laughs> I can't believe he told her she needs to get some help. Okay, I ask you, James, who better to let Norma knows what she needs to do right now? Right. Than you. You know the hospitals. You know the proceed. I assume you do. Right, exactly. Don't go running out. Get her some help. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you? I know you are a really bad therapist, but wouldn't you at least have some good ins in the situation to get you this woman? Think, you if would think that, that he would freak be out? a little more helpful to her, especially if he's in love with her like he is, and say, take him to this hospital right now. He you know? blew my mind. He blew my mind. He yeah. ran out the door. He's a coward. Absolutely knocked me off my feet. <laughs> yep. I just don't believe it. It was, do you know what it was? It was cartoony. It almost was. <laughs> it really was. I mean, that guy was out of there so fast when Norman kind of came to his senses. He's like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm just about choking a guy to death, and I am not in, you know, he was not, that was Norman. That was not uh, blackouty Norman. No, that, no, he wasn't trancy Norman. Yeah, that wasn't trancy Norman. And so he kind of came to incessus and was like, whoops. And he's like, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Little Scooby-Doo run up the stairs. <laughs> ding ling 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 <laughs> And then he's like, get him some help. He's crazy. <laughs> I'm out of here. 
Yeah, he, uh... Holy crap. I'm blown away. I'm just blown out the door. Yeah. He's... He's a coward. Yeah. Wow. Not helpful at all. Some... Some family therapist you are. (laughs) He's like, so that's a crazy person. (laughs) I learned about these in school. (laughs) (laughs) I told my students about them. (laughs) (laughs) They're scary. (laughs) I go home to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Me no like you. are going to be too sad to see his demise next episode. <laughs> <laughs> to see him in the pit. Nope. What a name. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yep. Alright. Alright. <laughs> so, next we see Norma in the kitchen and her phone rings. It's Romero and he needs her to come get her. She asked if he is okay. He sounds... Oh, wait, wait. We skipped Norman going down to the fruit store. Oh, sorry. Is that me too? Yep. Okay. Oh, you're right. Okay. So next we see Norma walk down to the fruit cellar and Norman is sitting at the bottom of the stairs. She asks what happened. Norman tells her the professor said some terrible things. She asks what... And Norman says he can't tell her. He's like, Nettie. <laughs> I mean, it's like... Let me motor about you. <laughs> wasn't Norman saying the terrible things? <laughs> well, the professor suggested yes. the audacity <laughs> to ask if he wanted to sleep with his mother. <laughs> um, I don't think Norman's brain goes... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this world would be a better place of it then. I don't think he's got that. Um, uh, So she hugs him and apologizes. He says he misses her and how close they used to be. It's all changing so fast. She says nothing will change. She is his mother and always will be. She apologizes for leaving the other night. She says, I went a little mad. We all go a little mad sometimes. She says she isn't going anywhere and nothing means more to her than being his mother. And then she says she's going to make dinner and goes upstairs. Boy, the the whole psycho community totally nerded out. (laughs) Myself included. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We all go a little mad sometimes. I think Norma was probably pretty, she was probably pretty relieved to see that Norman was just sitting there at the bottom of the stairs. (laughs) Yeah, run out. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, you're not throwing a fit." <laughs> Phew. Because <laughs> the uh, professor was pretty discreet. <laughs> so in her mind, she's probably like, "Well, it's his deal." <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> she totally was. Because Norma has a great shusher. Yep. <laughs> she has a world-class she's, brain shusher. She's got the almighty shush. 
is actually kind of sweet, though. He's got a little tear in his eye, and he really... He does. He just... Yeah, I mean... He he probably scared himself <laughs> quite a lot. Probably. Probably. And just that on top of... I, it's like we talked about last episode. Her leaving really damaged him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm kind of with Norma. <laughs> Can I leave for a couple hours? Apparently <laughs> not. <laughs> the old the whole world ends. <laughs> but no, it is sweet. I mean, he, he is just not liking this growing up and the natural separation that happens, you know. No, he he was very happy at the beginning of the season, yep. just spooning with his mom every night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the world has changed since the premiere. <laughs> spooning and being the manager. Yep, watching movies together on the laptop in bed. Yelling at him, ruin it all. <laughs> having so a, just... having a, a sham relationship with <laughs> Emma, so he can go on having a real one with his mom. Uh, <laughs> it's like a sham marriage with the the gay yep. man. <laughs> Except it's <laughs> Emma's beard. <laughs> oh. So, so next we see Norma in the kitchen and her phone rings. It's Romero, and he needs her to come get her. She asks if he is okay. He sounds weird. He says he can't drive and can't be walking around town. <laughs> and she asks if he is drunk. I I just want to see drunk Romero walking around the town. <laughs> How come it took all this time for me to realize the drunk Romero is the most adorable oh, thing my that gosh. has ever happened to this world. I know. He's so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I cannot handle how cute he is when he's <laughs> I knew. I knew the second I saw him watch her pull up his face. <laughs> His face when he watches her car pull up, and you see it through her window. I know. <laughs> it, was, it was so adorable, I can't stand it. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> That's coming. Um, yeah, so, like I said, I'm impressed that he called her after that. <laughs> yep. After that scene. I think he just needed... Oh, he was just crying out this episode to her, and I just heard it. I heard it calling if Norma didn't find it. <laughs> yep. Anyway, I love that he I do, me. too. I do, too. He, this crazy Norma Bates is like his kind of woman. <laughs> Yep. Oh, and there's a there's a sadness there that he didn't have anyone else to call. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, she <laughs> she killed his friend Keith. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> she 
Casey out of this. <laughs> His good friend, old rapey Keith. <laughs> and Shelby. He's Shelby's dead. dead. Of that. <laughs> I don't quite remember why Shelby had to die, but I'm sure it had to do with Norma. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she discovered the... Man in number nine. Uh, sex slave. Right. Anyways. I do want to watch season one now. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, right? (laughs) Oh, to me next. I've just been waiting for you to start. I'm like, I want to move on. (laughs) Hotel C, Hotel C. All right, next we see Emma walking out to her car. Her dad comes out and asks where she is going. She says she's going to dinner with Dylan. He says he is sick of being the bad guy, and she needs to use her head. She says he acts like he can control this by keeping her locked up in the house, but it won't make a difference. She says she might as well make the most of the time she has left. The amazing, This amazing person wants her to take her to dinner, and all she wants is to spend whatever time she has left with him. It means a lot to her. I think she says you have no idea how much it means something to like that. something like mm-hmm. that. Her dad says he doesn't want her to think she won the argument, and they hug. She sure uh, jumped on the dinner. She has. Fast. I know this amazing <laughs> person wants to take her to dinner, and all she wants is to spend the rest of her time with him. <laughs> <laughs> she's, a, she's a high school girl. Yep. Well... Dylan's a smart guy. He's a little bit older, good looking. Oh, well, I don't don't blame blame her one one bit. bit. You know, I think high school Emily would have been on the telegram too. (laughs) I know Norman was like her, her foot in the door, but she really is. (laughs) And I don't think she ever had those intentions. It's It's just how how it happened. But yeah, she's again, she's smitten and, yeah, I'm kind of with her. I don't know as much about CF, but I can't imagine just like laying in bed all day is going to prolong your life. Would it? Maybe. Right. No, I, I, I'm i guessing her dad is, I, I'm guessing that like activity and excitement just kind of aggravates it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I can buy that. I That's probably you know, true. And her dad is just... You know, maybe bed rest is what she needs, but that is much of a life. I'm I'm, I'm kind of on her side too. You know, why not live it up? And it's inevitable. Why not? She's a kid. Let her enjoy. You know, I don't know. It's it's a sad situation. It's you know they both Mm -hmm. have pretty good points, but but yeah, I think her what she says here kind of proves. Yeah, I think. She's on the Dylan train. For sure. Oh, for yep. sure. Ah, uh, Nestor Carbonell just uh, favorited my tweet that I did about the hotel oh, machine. Nice. <laughs> A very topical Nestor. <laughs> All right. So on to that scene. Yeah. All right. So next we see Norma pull up to pick up Romero. He asks, where's your car? <laughs> she tells him she... <laughs> He kind of does this little giggle. He does the cutest little giggle. <laughs> he does. 
She tells him she traded it in. She doesn't know what she was trying to prove. She hates it and misses her car. He gets in, and she has to help him with the seatbelt. <laughs> she says, what is going on with you? You're a mess. <laughs> he tells her to drop him off at his house. She says, no, he needs looking after her. He says he doesn't want to put her out. She says, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But here's, you know, this is one of the things that he's like, no, no, no. Just take me to my home. (laughs) Please take care of me. (laughs) Please take me home. (laughs) Tuck me into bed, please. (laughs) Uh, Next, we see Norma tucking Romero into bed at the motel, and he is smiling. (laughs) He's got the cutest little smile on him. He just like I love it so much. Oh, his smile! <laughs> I loved it. I know he looks like a little kid getting tucked in by his mom. <laughs> 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 it's like the most comfortable bed in the world. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's. Oh, I guess a better place would be tucking her him into her bed. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I didn't even think of the hotel. When I first saw the scene, I thought she was tucking him into a bed in her house. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, they got the hotel. And I was kind of like, geez, Norma, put her in. in Yep. (laughs) He deserves that. (laughs) (laughs) She sits down on the bed and asks what happened. He tells her about his mom's name on the ledger and she committed suicide. And his dad set it all up and used her name and he's in prison. (laughs) Romero says, that's my sad story. Norma says, life is so hard, isn't it? Romero says, sometimes. Then he grabs her hand and then her arm and starts to bring her in close. And it looks like they're going to kiss. And Norma gets up and says she's going to make dinner. And she'll be back in a few hours for him. Oh, her gesture there was so awkward. She kind of like, like, like she's moving in to pull the blanket up more. (laughs) Oh, it was very strange and to analyze it <laughs> it was like she was like really you know she kind of puts her hand on his chest and then her hand like curls up onto the blanket's like no yep. <laughs> not gonna happen right now but yeah it was very interesting yeah uh while she is standing at the door romero tells her she is beautiful and she says you're drunk you're not going to like that you said that to me tomorrow <laughs> He says probably and laughs and she leaves. <laughs> and the tweet he just favored he just favorited was I just said that those two words or those two lines and then I said Well what did I say? Best um best exchange ever. Ever <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it. Oh, her answer to that was so It cute. was you're drunk. You're not going to like that you said that to me tomorrow. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Giggle, giggle. <laughs> and I also love the way he's like, oh, that's my fat story. <laughs> drunk Romero's the best. <laughs> How did I not know? Yep. Nope. I loved it. I thought it was so cute. Oh, I loved it. My, like, dream home would have this room in it with this giant bed <laughs> that had a drunk Romero, Vampire Spike, and Don Draper just tucked in there all the time. <laughs> I could just go in there and just tuck them all in. <laughs> See how they're all doing. 
I didn't go about my day. <laughs> Emily's men. Drunk Romero Spike <laughs> and Don Draper. <laughs> that is quite the threesome. <laughs> I don't know Don Draper, but <laughs> I'm getting it. I I call it my mama bear room. (laughs) There's like a picture of like the Berenstain bears on the door. (laughs) Like mama bear from Berenstain bears. (laughs) This is mama's mama bear room. Don't go in there. Yep. I watched it more than once. <laughs> sure you did. <laughs> it's nice because A and E has it handily. It's just a little clip on the way. <laughs> I can just go there anytime I want. <laughs> the A and E people are like, man, this little clip's got like <laughs> two hundred fifty thousand views. <laughs> It's all coming from this little town in they Utah look up, and like, this the little IP town in France. Like some, some house in Orem. <laughs> no, there's equal amounts in a little house in France somewhere. Flores <laughs> Flores watching the same too. thing. <laughs> I don't know if she has uh, a bed with all these men tucked in it. Hers will have Jillian Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Flora! Someday we'll have a we can have a house together. <laughs> you you guys have your rooms. <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> well, we've named two of the B and B rooms on this episode. <laughs> Uh, All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's been a lot of good Nomara scenes, and that was yep. one of them. <laughs> okay. Next, we see Norma put a tablecloth on the table. Dylan comes in and says it smells great. He says he is making chicken mars. She says she's making 
chicken marsala and she wants a nice family dinner. Dylan says he is taking Emma out to dinner to thank her for helping him that night with Norman. Norma says he should invite Emma to eat with them and he says okay. Norma goes out to get some fresh herbs and Caleb is there with some flowers. <laughs> Just Caleb's head is there with some <laughs> <laughs> He looks so stupid standing there. <laughs> I love that all you could see was his head. He was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just gonna, um, like, <laughs> when, when he, when they have that scene with Chick and, and, um, Caleb, or no, Dylan, yeah, Caleb asks if he can go to their house sometime, and Dylan's like, no, and he's like, I get it, I get it, and it's like, by I get it, he means I'm gonna show up there tonight with some flowers and watch Norma like a creeper. I, I hate him so much. He doesn't get anything. <laughs> oh, man. Dylan said no. So I know. Your answer is to pick some flowers and then just creep on her while she's picking herbs. And... I know. Yeah, I... I mean, it's like, yeah, Dylan says no. You need to respect that. You know? <laughs> you know your sister's volatile. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. Okay, so she asks what he's doing there, and he says he was just going to leave the flowers in a note saying, thanking her for talking to him. It meant a lot. Yeah, right. <clears throat> she says, we can't be friends, Caleb. He says he understands and goes to leave. Norma asks if he wants to stay for dinner for just that night. They could, they can all be together as a family just for that night. <laughs> you need to tell him more than once, just tonight. <laughs> And boy, Norma, I hope you're making some magical chicken marsala. <laughs> well, how many people did she start out oh, planning for? Did she just plan this all along? I think she was just planning for Dylan and Norman. And Norman. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I could think of. It's like, okay, they all sit down to dinner. <laughs> you can each have... <laughs> Two bites. <laughs> Two bites of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, next, we see Dylan and Emma in the living room, and Emma asks where Norman is. Dylan says he's in the basement. I think Emma just asked because she's got to mention Norman somehow. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of like, kinda Ooh, I should other. probably bring him up. He is my boyfriend. <laughs> It'd be weird if I didn't, right? I don't want to, but... Norman who? <laughs> um, Norma and Caleb walk in, and Norma says her brother is joining them for dinner, and then she goes into the kitchen. Dylan and Caleb hug, and Dylan introduces, introduces him to Emma, and she hugs Caleb, and says she is glad he is joining them for dinner, and then she goes to help Norma in the kitchen. Caleb says, so that's the one? No, Caleb, the other girl with the oxygen tank. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things I you have to say to open a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> to, 
Dylan says yes, and Caleb says, I totally get it. And that's just gross, Caleb. I'm sorry. Ugh. I totally get it. Ew. I just yeah. don't. I mean, I'm sure that's fine for, like, a normal father to say, like, oh, I get it. She's really pretty. Or something. I don't know. I just get creeped out by Caleb saying it. Caleb's not a normal no, father. No, just like, <laughs> Caleb, you totally got it with your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb looks around the living room and says he's glad Norma has a piano. Norma walks in with some wine. Caleb asks if she still plays, and she says a little. Caleb asks her to play something, and she messes around for a second. And then he says he remembers her practicing that. Then she says, do you remember this? And starts playing You Belong to Me. And she sings, and then Caleb joins her and sits on the piano bench next to her. And it's just creepy. (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't that creeped. I'm not as creeped out. <laughs> I am. Um, I don't know. We're just on it. Just... I'm with you on most of it, but I, I'm buying what's going on. and I know. You know. You know. Yeah. It was just creepy. It wasn't cute in the Steve Martin Bernadette Peters kind of way. <laughs> know, which is where I know that song from. <laughs> Um, Dylan and Emma watch and Norman walks up behind them and says you brought him into our house Dylan says he didn't, she did Norma keeps playing the piano and Caleb is saying faster and she plays faster and they laugh and Romero walks in Romero looks really happy to see like this little funny family scene <laughs> oh my gosh I know I loved it because and this was another mama bear moment because it was like I'm glad that he established that that was her brother so he wasn't right. jealous and it was just he just walked in at the cutest time and he doesn't know the backstory he doesn't know the backstory and usually when he's at the Bates house it's crazy time you know right so this is just kind of a peek into sometimes this family has like little normal family times <laughs> Right, and I'm guessing his family never did, and he's like a Dylan, and he's always exactly wanted. yes, and that's part of his draw. Yep, I agree. Um, okay, so he says he's feeling better and is going to get a cab. Norma insists on him staying for dinner, and they go into the dining room. Romero asks where he should sit. Norma grabs the chair Norman is going for and has him sit there. <laughs> Norman walks over to the chair Caleb is going for, grabs it from him, and sits down. And Caleb goes to a different chair. Uh, Norma thanks them all for being there and says when she was a little girl, she dreamed of having a home where the door was always open and friends could come and go and stay for dinner and talk, and everything would be lovely. And she thinks them for giving her that Dylan says to friends and family and they all toast then Caleb gets up and says, <laughs> can I do it in my forest gump <laughs> please I, I can't <laughs> and then Caleb gets up to my sister Norma Louise <laughs> Norma Louise, who has always been like a son in a cold universe for allowing us to all be together. God bless you, Norma. Norma says the food is going to get cold. <laughs> we watch them have dinner and clear the dishes. 
Okay, so am I the only one that when Caleb stood up and <laughs> said to my sister, did anyone else just like stare at Romero and be like waiting for him to like, <laughs> I don't know if he's heard of Dylan and Caleb and father. I don't think he has. That's where the awkwardness to me was about to come to play. And it was, it was like I could picture a giant tumbleweed blowing through. <laughs> Pass them all <laughs> while Romero processes <laughs> the fact that Nomero, the, sorry, <laughs> that Norma had a baby with her. <laughs> like, and that baby is Dylan. As if. As if he gets up and says to my sister, Norma Louise, mother of my child, Dylan. <laughs> That's where I thought the awkwardness would come. Into I felt you know? awkward. As... I thought Norm, I thought Romero was going to be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just really assumed that Caleb was going to say something dumb. As soon as he stood up, I was like, oh no. <laughs> you know? See, I thought he was going to say to my son, Dylan, oh. because, you know, I thought, because that would just take all the air out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just, and I just didn't know, I didn't know if Romero was processing, because he did look like he was. No. I just thought, huh, he must he, not know He doesn't him. know. Because Gunner, I think Gunner very, very, I mean, that scene was crucial that Romero came to the farm and he inter- was introduced as Norma's brother. Right. You know? So Gunner it, knows, right? Do you think Caleb has called himself Dylan's father in front of Gunner? Absolutely. He has uh, to. Have I didn't because even think of that until you described it. It's just, it's, it's so volatile. It just, it's going to explode. What's Romero going to think? I know. I don't... Is, do you think that's going to be a big thing? Because I expected it, the scene, but it didn't happen. So I'm like, wow, the family dinner wasn't awkward at all, guys. <laughs> I don't... I don't think it would... Like, I don't think it would be a problem for the way he feels for Norma. I think he would totally see her as a victim. I think... Yeah. Caleb I think might Caleb might want to back down. <laughs> Maybe Norman doesn't uh, need to bother. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Romero I don't might think, take him out. I don't think Romero would take that news very well. Mm-hmm. But, I, but you're right. I think it would be on, on Caleb, Caleb, not on Norma. You yeah. know. Where it should exactly. be. Exactly. Yep. I don't know. It seems... It seems, even though all we know and how we can take it at face value, what everything that's been said, it's still, it's on Caleb. It is on him. It's still on him. I mean, yeah. He took advantage of his young sister, even though she... Yes. One, he was the yep. older one. And two, something happened where he really, literally right. raped her after. And three... There was some innocence about it. She was too young to consent. Yes, and she took off when she found out it was wrong, and he did something yep. bad, and then yep. she took off. So all the so, blame's yeah. on him. Yep. It's on him. 
So, yeah, I kind of like the way they did the dinner scene where it, it was kind of like time lapse, you know. Yeah, we saw that it wasn't awkward. They had a good guys. time all throughout. <laughs> Come on, Twitter, it yep. wasn't awkward. <laughs> Norman, there Norman made it a little weird, but everyone just seemed to totally ignore him. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> The chair thing was hilarious. Yeah, I know. There was like some amount of cough walking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In a very weird, disturbing <laughs> way. <laughs> Norman cocklocks him. He cocklocks Caleb. It's, it's a weird triangle. <laughs> It's all very incestuous and gross. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Then next we see Norman lying in bed. And a very old version of the song Norma and Caleb were singing is playing. He goes into Norma's room and watches her sleep. Then he puts his hand on her hip and starts rubbing her hip and upper leg. And the episode and her ends. Buttocks. <laughs> and directly in her buttocks. <laughs> Who knew Forrest Gump would be the dark? <laughs> Celebrity of this podcast episode. Who <laughs> knew Forrest Gump would be the pop art of this episode? Absolutely. It was up there. Um, I believe Harold twittered that it was his. He twittered. He tweeted. (laughs) (laughs) Harold tweeted, at Yes Mothercast, they topped themselves again. Hashtag best episode ever. Hashtag Bates Motel. Wow. I I still like last week's better, but this was a great one. Um... Boy, it's a big toss-up. I'd have to do some long, dark thinking. <laughs> I think I like this one better. Really? I mean, as enjoyment of watching it goes, I think so. Um, some really important, awesome, epic things happened last episode. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can see myself in two years having the choice between watching that one and this one. I'd choose this one. Yeah, for some of Norma's lines alone. Oh, yes. Yeah, it, yeah, Norma's lines alone. Yeah, there was some really good stuff in this one. Dang it, they're just killing it this season. They're killing it. Nailing Nailing it. (laughs) Yep. So what do you give it then? Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. There's going to have to be another 10. 10. Um, we'll give it five green beans and five asparagus. 
which makes it a 10. I'll give it nine and a half out of 10 drunk Romeros. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then do you have a what the bit? I did, and I didn't write it down. Let me try and think of what it might have been. I think mine's just Norman grabbing the professor's throat. I didn't see that coming. Hmm. And it kind of what the bit me. Oh, I got it. I did write it down. Um, while, so Dylan gets my what the bip because I'm still bristling from what Caleb did to him, said to him with Jake around, mm-hmm. okay? And then Dylan is like watching the piano playing with his father and his mother <laughs> or his his uncle and his mother, mm-hmm. if you like. The look on his face, he's like, aww, my mom and dad. Yeah, he kind of did. Yeah, I noticed that. And it's like, gross. Yeah. It's like, I get it, Dylan, that you enjoy having your father in your life. Okay. But you shouldn't be that happy to see him and your mom. Like, maybe they'll get back together. (laughs) I know. Yeah, that got my what the bit. Yeah, that's a good one. And there's a few of them. The whole Paris thing with the ledger and all of that bips me out. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I think we'll get more on that. We have to. I guess I expected Dylan to bristle like I did. I expected him to be like, are you serious? But instead he went the other way. He like hugged him when he got, when he saw him next. Yeah. And, and Emma was like, I'm meeting my future father-in-law. I know, because she knows, (laughs) you know. She knows, and she was, it it hit her very hard. It did. Yeah, that scene when Norman tells her last season in the motel room. She's mm-hmm. very upset about it. Mm-hmm. It was in his bedroom. Oh, was it? Oh. Mm-hmm. But. I just didn't want people to be listening going like, it wasn't the hotel. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised when she, like, so warmly hugged him and was like, so glad you're joining us, you know. It, it was totally I like, been like sucking up to future father-in-law, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I got. <laughs> yeah, because I think I would have been like, I don't even want to shake your hand. You're gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that whole situation wet the bibs. I'm with you. So, yeah, fun episode to talk about. Yeah, that's great. I hope people enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed talking about it, but I think that might be impossible. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> Too much giggling. <laughs> Put it at the end. <laughs> Calm down, Mikey. Shut up, Mikey. <laughs> I'm still convinced that Mikey only listened to the intro that one yep. podcast. <laughs> The one where I did mention dinner, <laughs> and we, Carrie did mention I know too. <laughs> I think he listened to the first ten minutes and went, nope. <laughs> and I'm going to leave a scathing review about it. <laughs> yep, I agree. 
And then he dusted his hands off that he did the internet a yep, big favor. I told them. so so yeah well that's 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 it it. you can next i was gonna say you can send us feedback to yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com all right next episode is next week will be um the pit where norman bites into a And there's some madcap shenanigans well, at the Well, yeah. Norman on laughing gas. <laughs> <laughs> I think Norma might come out. <laughs> It's going to be it good times, guys. <laughs> so, I... We don't really need to do a spoiler on it. I mean... No. I did watch the intro or the preview for next time, but it was really briefly in my internet. Like I said, it was during bed yeah. time, so I just kind of got frustrated yeah. with it. But I did see a scene of Dirty I saw Dirty Professor, Professor and I did see Norma say, it's killing me, Norman. You're going to kill me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I was like, sound clip <laughs> that'll be used like season five, episode nine. <laughs> yep. So, but I don't know if that's necessarily going to be on the next one. I think the professor stuff is, but we'll see. So, yeah. Well, no spoiler section today, guys. Yep. So, yeah. Join us next week when we talk about the pit. It's not weird. Do your own ass. <laughs> Bye. Lardy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> <laughs>
here I go. (laughs) (laughs) And a one and a two. (laughs) What does Norma say to Romero? (laughs) Oh, was that on Twitter? What? Oh, she (laughs) It's so fun. Twitter is so fun, too, because... While the episode's airing, Nestor Carbonell and Vera Farmiga and Max Terrio all live tweet. That's so much fun. And they talk to each other as their characters. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, i got to find what Nestor said. It was so much funny. Oh, it made me laugh. No, <laughs> So Nestor Carbonell goes, I'm alive, you're alive, whoopee. I think it's time for eHarmony, Romero. Vera <laughs> being tweets back, what do you want, a parade? <laughs> what do you want, a parade? <laughs> oh, so much fun. That's hilarious. And then... She posted again, and she said, Norma went whoopee in the 1920s sense of the word. (laughs) (laughs) Or like the newlywed game. Yeah, like the newlywed game. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Twitter's funny. I like it. And then while we're speaking, <laughs> Twitter, and I like to always say my favorite tweet of the night, <laughs> that one goes to Nestor Carbonell. <laughs> he goes, I'm sober now, Vera. What the hell did I tell you? Carrie Aaron also tweets. Nice. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, I'll just explain real quick. So imagine my Paul Blart <laughs> reference, and and then Emily mentioned that that actor was on David Letterman that night, and then the next morning, I noticed there was something trending on Twitter that was hashtag add Blart to improve a movie. <laughs> And so people were like hashtagging movie titles with Blart in there somewhere. And someone put (laughs) Blarty with a chance of meatballs. Yesterday, (laughs) 
already text my abs. <laughs> I don't need to think of Blarty with a text of meatballs. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, man. <laughs> that be one of our b <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep, the next dream is going to be called <laughs> We need to check more guests in. We haven't for a few episodes. I know. I know. with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> All right, that room's open. <laughs> And we've painted murals on the wall. Oh, man. Oh, shoot. And it might involve a cardboard cutout of art on a segue. <laughs> on a segue. <laughs> and one of the walls... It's just a big sliding glass door <laughs> you can run into. <laughs> I think we need to see one of those movies. <laughs> you can run into the glass and fall and roll around. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> my my face hurts too now. I know. I've got tears like rolling down my face. Yes. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Compose. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be the only ones that find it funny. <laughs> but how could you not? I fear we will be. I'll put it at the end. Okay. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Oh, there's a room in a hotel. <laughs> Emily's mama. We got the mama bear room. <laughs> no one gets checked in there. No one. Everyone stay out. <laughs> Someone peeks in, and it's Romero and Spike and Don Draper just sleepy. <laughs> I just slowly close the door. <laughs> That they're all in the same bed. I do too. <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> that image will forever be in my brain. <laughs> Someone make it happen. <laughs>
Rob's going to be really surprised when we sit down and plan our dream home. (laughs) (laughs) Someday when Rob's out of school. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. The housewives just daydream about the Fifty Shades of Grey dude. <laughs> You're like, nope. Is <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> in a big bed where I can talk and repeat it? <laughs> Maybe bring him a glass of water. <laughs> Whatever they need. <laughs> oh, okay. Spike gets a glass of blood with some weed a bit. <laughs> to give it texture. Don Draper gets an old fashioned. <laughs> and Sheriff, I don't know what he gets. Beer. <laughs> Seems like a beer guy. <laughs> yep. It's drunk uh, Yes. It's it's not regular drink. <laughs> so I have to keep him perpetually soft. <laughs> Oh. All right. <laughs> Without oh, seeing man. those movies, meatballs. <laughs> Without seeing those movies, I'm gonna say it. The the funniest thing about him is just his last name, Blart. <laughs> <laughs> they did a good name. I'll give them that. <laughs> they did. <indeed. laughs> Meatballs. And yeah, when I was when I was driving to work that morning, I mean, it wasn't like I was just kind of like giggling to myself. I would like laugh out loud while I'm driving when I thought of it. It made me laugh so hard. Yes, mother, here I come, falling after in a very masculine and attractive way. <laughs> <laughs>